Good morning, listeners. You're tuned into Mercury, a broadcast of hope on 870 AM WEHG. I'm Max O'Brien, and today is day 395 since we came back on the air. Today we have a story from Deerfield, the community closest to us. This story was written up by Clark Reed, a resident of the Deerfield community, though the story he provides us has affected the community as a whole. It's about the first funeral in Deerfield, which took place only last week. From the beginning, death has been all around us. We have seen our fellow humans die, either from accident or injury, violence, or lack of resources. We've seen death take over the living, reanimating the bodies of friends and family, now filled with something, not life, that allows them to walk the earth. And we have seen those husks drop once more to the ground, a second death that brings a final end. All of this death is something to be mourned, and we do mourn, but not it seems, in the same way we did before. We remove the bodies out of necessity, not reverence. We burn corpses in fire pits, roll them into casually dug graves, let them drift out to sea on the never-failing current. There are no coffins anymore, no hymns, no markers placed in the newly shifted earth, at least until Robert Hawkins died last week. Robert Hawkins' death was something new to Deerfield, Robert Hawkins died of natural causes, a combination of old age and some respiratory condition that we're unable to properly diagnose. He saw his death coming, made his amends, and bequeathed his assets, and passed peacefully in his sleep on Wednesday night. Robert Hawkins lived in a world filled with untimely death and managed to die with comfortable timing. A shudder went through the town at the news, but it was not a shudder of fear Rather, a rolling quiver of hope. We know all our lives will one day end. Robert Hawkins gave us hope that they could end after a long life, with all our work completed. There was an acknowledged need to mark this somehow, and so it was decided that we would hold a funeral. In a past life, I was a pastor. I admit the horrors of the past year have shaken my faith, Dividing me from the God I knew like an earthquake cleaves the ground, but when asked to be of service, I agreed. We decided upon a spot in the yard behind the home that serves as our meeting house, the first grave to be dug inside our walls. Five men volunteered to help dig the grave, and Wednesday at sunset we gathered to lay Robert to rest. Robert's closest friend in Deerfield, Sharon, spoke of what she knew of his life before, and of his place in the community after the outbreak. A young girl read a snippet of poetry they had studied in the school here. A father of two, in a confident and swelling tenor voice we did not know he had, sang his favorite hymn. Robert had not asked for a coffin, and we did not see the need for one. His death had been natural, let his burial return him to the natural world. As the sky darkened, the men who had dug it that morning filled in the grave with the displaced soil. We departed the spot, some returning home and others gathering inside the meeting house for a shared meal. We ate and conversed until late in the night. Everyone stumbled home, heavy with sleep, and the weight of something concluded. This morning I returned to the spot. While the preparations were being made Wednesday afternoon, I had fashioned a marker, but when it came time I was unsure of my efforts and did not bring it to the service. But then Sharon had spoken of Robert's unyielding faith 
and let drop from her hands into the grave a golden cross and chain, his prized possession. I had never noticed it around his neck. So this morning I returned to where Robert and his cross lay under the ground and placed my marker at the head of his grave, a wooden cross made from two pieces of fence post left over from the gate I had removed months ago after the hinges rusted away. It's a simple thing, both in material and design. Really, what is simpler than two lines? And it is unmistakable when placed in the ground like that as a grave marker. That was my justification in the creation of it. But after Sharon's words, I knew that it was the right thing to have made. It stands wedged in the ground now, our marker not only of a grave, but of the faith that a man held dearer to him than all else. Two lines for Robert and his faith. Maybe one day they will stand for my faith again too. Robert gave us back the hope of a peaceful death. And for me, maybe, the hope of a life thereafter. Thank you for your story, Clark. We sent our condolences to the entire community of Deerfield, but we're glad that everyone has found some hope in the tragedy, and we thank you for sharing that with us. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Max O'Brien. Take care of each other.